In today's bonus episode, we serve the tea on the Sabbath Lammas, also known as Lunasa or First Harvest, which is commonly the Grains Harvest. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at of starlight at moonbeams.com. So Christy, what's in your cup this week? In my cup right now is good old water, as usual. Today, the weather actually has in Florida has cooled off just slightly. I think it's more just because we've had a lot of overcast days. The weather's just been so weird. And I was just talking with my neighbor about how much we miss our afternoon thunderstorms. Most summers, you can set your clock by the thunderstorms. I mean, every day, three o'clock, pretty much, we'd we'd have a thunderstorm and it would be gone by 3.30 and it would be nice and sunny for the sunset. Um, but we, we just haven't had them. We'll get them every once in a while, but they come at random times and they're not as awesome and thrilling as they usually are. So I really miss those, but at least, uh, it's cooled down. So, and by cooled down, I mean like the feels like temperature is a hundred and like we're in a, you know, snowstorm or anything. <laughs> Um, but there is, it's just noticeable enough. So that's good. Let's see, in my life cup, everything seems to be about llamas lately. Right before we started recording this, I wrapped up our llamas guidebook and sent out that newsletter to all of our subscribers so they could get that. And of course, our magazine. And we have our ceremony next week. And then also, I'm participating in another ceremony on Sunday. So there's that. And so yeah, everything's really been about this first harvest, which we're getting ready to tell you about if you don't know about it already. What about you, Belinda? What's in your cup? My first reaction is vodka. Vodka is a mighty <laughs> problem because I kind of wish <laughs> if you've had the morning, right? If you've had the morning that I've had today, it, it would seem inevitable that some form of alcohol is in there. No, right now it's just ice, just ice with some melted water in it. And yeah, my life cup, it's just been about work and working through things. And it is fitting because we were just talking about it. This is our episode on Lammas or the first harvest. And I can see that directly out my window right now for my garden. Uh, we're enjoying like, we were starting to get a little bit here and there, but now we're in full swing and things are doing good. 
And every day we're bringing in like cherry tomatoes and I have a cucumber on there. So yeah, that's what's in my life cup is actually being able to see the season so beautifully out reflected in my garden. So yeah, that's what's going on with me. And now I really do wish I had alcohol in my <laughs> tumbler, but I don't. Oh, me too. Yeah, when I uh, went out to walk the dog before we recorded this, and I was talking to my neighbors at the same time um, as the storm, but also about just how the day has been. She goes, oh, it sounds like vodka's in your near future. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'll wait till after I record the podcast just to make sure things make sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like even though day drinking really isn't frowned on, it is kind of frowned on. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning after having two really crazy dreams and I kind of expected it because, um, as you said, Lionsgate, that portal is starting to open. And so my dreams are uh, they're a little crazy. And then uh, from the moment my eyes were open, bam, this text message from someone, this text message from someone, this person wants a piece of me, this video call, you know, the baby continues to like to make our house a pool by spilling things on the water, <laughs> on the floor. And I was crazy enough to think that in the midst of all this craziness that I could potty train him and... <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know what? I don't even think soda will cut it. I don't think anything will cut it. It's just one of those days. It's just, okay, time out, tapping out. I need to be on the beach somewhere with like a margarita in my hand. You know, no one, no one asking for anything. No one demanding time. I just, me in the ocean and maybe someone fanning me and feeding me grapes. I think that sounds so good right now. Well, Maybe what you can do, since you can't do that, is take a few minutes, put on one of those soundscapes of the beach and listening to the water hitting mm. the shore and the seagulls and all the noises and just close your eyes and maybe you can just take a mental trip to the beach for a little bit. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. I can almost smell it, smell the salt and the sand. Yeah. Anywho, we're not talking about beach vacations and stuff like that. Maybe <laughs> I need to rewatch, re-listen to our uh, overwhelm episode. Yeah, so. yeah, that was a good one. Okay, so yeah, this bonus episode, we are serving the tea on the Sabbath Lamas, which is also known as Luna Sot and also known as the first harvest, which is celebrated in cultures everywhere. And the first harvest is right around this time of year is about when all of the grain crops are ready. And so it's also known as the wheat harvest or the grains harvest. So a lot of the farmers are out there right now and these days with their big machines and cutting down the wheat and uh, the barley, the alfalfa all, you know, I'm trying to remember from my farming days all the things right now going on. But that's kind of where the wheat comes in, and, and it's called the, the grains harvest or the grain holiday, which also we'll get into the deities of the holiday in a little bit, but it makes this uh, one of Demeter's festivals. So, yeah, so there's the wheats, but there's also the grapes. So the vineyards are all starting to harvest now. The grapes are coming in. To full ripeness. 
Um, and then as you and I were talking, like in your home gardens, the tomatoes and the zucchinis and the cucumbers, those early ones, no, not everything is ready yet. And that's the thing about llamas and why it's called the first harvest, because it's just those initial almost teasers of what's coming in the bigger harvest in September. So llamas, that's what llamas is all about, is that um, just honoring those very first fruits coming in. And we're right in the middle, the high point, the peak of summer, which we can all feel with the heat waves going on. So we're only halfway through the growing season. So it's not that time to be saying, okay, we're harvesting and now we can rest. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were just had talking that. about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yesterday I went out to my garden. I love going out to my garden. It's really the place that I go to when I'm just, I just need a moment, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny. I think I've mentioned it before. I bought gloves so that I wouldn't touch the soil. And the only time I use those gloves now is when I'm pulling weeds. Because I love getting my hands dirty and touching it and talking to my plants and things like that. But yeah, yesterday I was out and I go in, I check on them. How are you doing? Oh, you're doing so good. Sometimes I'll play music to them. I'll sing to them. But oh my gosh, it, it, it's been a really weird season two here, especially where I am because it was a cold spring. So we're kind of behind too. And so like you were saying about those teasers, about mm -hmm. like you'd go out and go oh this is looking good this is going good but yesterday I went out and I said okay it's starting to get a little hot I'm, I'm managing my garden all oh, my beets they're kind of getting out of control and I think my carrots are about to bolt and by bolt I mean they're about to go to seed and so you need to catch them right before so ooh, it's time to harvest and I have an abundance basket that's what I've called it to gather my abundance and to give thanks to my garden before I take it inside. So I'm like, grab the abundance basket. And I put my carrots in there. They were small, that. but oh my gosh, they were so cool. And I was like, I was giggling. There, there was no, oh, this is the end. We're going to slow down. This was like, I'm fired up. I'm an, oh, I can't wait to plant some more. This is so cool. I pulled out the beets and I was like hollering. And my husband thought I was like a giddy little kid. I'm over there checking out my cucumbers. How are you doing? Oh, only male flowers so far. Okay, let me have a look. And there was one little bitty fruit like a couple of days ago. This thing is huge now. Well, it's <laughs> bigger than it was. And I was like, we have a cucumber. And it's like, is it time to harvest yet? No. Going around to my tomato plants, checking in with everything. And it reminded me that like I've always thought before before I started paying attention to the will of the year and started honoring the different Sabbaths that when you say harvest that's like okay this is cleanup time right like you know, when you're and yeah yeah like okay I've put in the work and we've had fun now it's time to clean up the room or clean up your toys so you can go home and rest and I'm like no, I, I learned that there, like, this is the first harvest. There's three harvests that will span over the next, the next season. 
And this is just the first. And I'm like, I'm not putting my toys away. No way. Let me let me get some more fertilizer out here. What can I do, beautiful plant, to help you be more abundant? Oh, you want a trellis? Is this feeling a little heavy? Let me let me make a little thing so it can help you with your load. And that's a lot, a very long explanation of how much I love my garden and how <laughs> I can see the beauty of llamas out there I I see Mm -hmm. the significance of it it's so funny I used to think oh my gosh my ancestors they didn't need an excuse to celebrate right (laughs) they just let's have a festival let's light a bonfire and jump through it no (laughs) well they did yeah (laughs) Um, but they really did come from a place of simplicity of gratitude that's what it is it's grateful like they didn't have all this distraction. It's like, okay, we're paying attention to the seasons. We're working with uh, Mother Nature. We're planning and they celebrate in every step of their progress uh, of them trying to feed their family and feed the village and make a living and survive. They celebrated it because it's a gift. Because I'm out there celebrating in my freaking garden. You know, right. woo one cucumber. <laughs> and that's the, the difference is that was how they ensured that they ate and their families ate at the time. And then through the rest of the year, you know, they didn't have a grocery store to go to. If, if their crops didn't grow and they didn't have that harvest, then they were going to starve. And yeah, it was so, a tough yeah, winter. It, it, when they, when they're able to pick a few tomatoes and one little cucumber at this time of year, they were absolutely celebrating and we've lost touch with that. We've lost touch with how precious that that this time is right now, even just the little things. We've lost touch with how important the little things are and what they symbolize for the bigger things. And so, and yeah. And you know what that just, it just reminded me too, like, yeah, someone might say, oh, you know, okay, I, I have it. I harvested a few tomatoes and stuff like that and have a cucumber there. It's just the beginning, Right. And people go, oh, whatever. But you know what? That tells me I'm on the right path. That tells me Mm -hmm. that what I'm doing, my efforts are paying off so I should continue. Let me infuse my energy and doing my part to create abundance. And I think that's another thing that our ancestors do that we've lost sight of. We we kind of misread the, the sign. The sign isn't, hey, let's slow down. Time to pack up. Like, okay, you've used all your energy. No, this should be, okay, let's go. We've got this. You know, we're doing everything right. Let's keep going. And so right. now I want to create a bonfire. <laughs> you know, this, such a this, as a side note, this actually is one of the fire festivals. But because of the heat and because daylight goes so long, they never actually lit the bonfires like they do on the other ones. But I thought that was really interesting when I was um, doing the research. I, I didn't realize this was a, a fire festival. But anyway, back to what you were saying. That's something else that Lamas is about. It's about looking at what is growing. It's not done, but what does it need still going through, you know, for the rest of the growing season? What needs to be pruned back? What needs, what's not doing so well or is doing too well and it's overtaking other plants and needs to be pulled out, you know? And so you got to make space for that, 
growing to continue so that you maximize your harvest. And that's what you're doing right now. So it, you know, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, what do you mean harvest in the beginning of August? We're still in the middle of summer. Harvest is for the fall and, you know, around Halloween and November for Thanksgiving and everything. No, we're starting to harvest now, but it's also that time to really notice what needs to be done to continue that growing season. If there needs to be a course correction so that you can maximize those bigger harvests that are to come because it's what's going to fuel and it's what right. you need for your family. Right. Oh, I love, I love understanding that. Just if there's anything that you take away from this podcast today, it's that, that this is a time specifically designed within the season where you can take pause and see what needs, what's needed like course correction or do you need to prune do you need to let go of something to make more room um are you doing a good job do you need to continue that is something that you're working like you've been experimenting oh hang a second this is working really well how can i increase that how can i improve that and so it's okay. it's a wonderful lesson yeah so a little bit of history besides that, besides our ancient ancestors, you know, honoring this time of year, and it is a Celtic holiday, but people all over the Northern Hemisphere honored this this time of year. Maybe it wasn't necessarily August 1st, but this time of year at that first harvest of the wheat crops and the grains, whatever their grains were and their first fruits, you know, they had a festival and they celebrated the Celts goes back to why it's called Lunasad is named after the god Lu, which means light. And he was a god of the Tuatha Dé Danann, which are considered in some ways the fairies, the fae. And so he held this festival partly in honor of his foster mother, and I hope I say this right, tailed to you. And she was the harvest goddess. And she had completely exhausted herself preparing the fields of Ireland for the growing and the harvest to the point that she passed. And so at this time, he had also just defeated the spirits of Tirna Nog um, in the spirit world. And so as a celebration of that and as an honor to his foster mother, he held this festival to celebrate victory and the first harvest and his foster mother and everything she sacrificed so that the people could harvest their crops. And they celebrated with a big feast and with games and the fire in, at night. Um, and so that's kind of how it got started as Lunasad. And then eventually when the Christians came in, they adopted as they do all of the traditions and gave it a different name, which is which is easier to say. So I think that's why a lot of people have just gone to using the word lamas. Yeah. But it's all about whatever you call it. It's all about that first harvest. And so what, how this translates to modern day, which we've kind of touched on, but not really, because we've talked a lot about the garden and the wheat crops and those harvests. But how you translate that, it doesn't, whether you live in a rural agriculture society or town, you know, where you are right in the midst of all of this, or you have your backyard garden, or maybe you just have a little container garden on your balcony, or maybe you don't have any of those, you still planted 
seeds at the beginning of this year. Those are the seeds for your intentions of what you wanted to accomplish, how you wanted to evolve, what you wanted to learn, how you were going to grow for this year. And so we translate this energy and we take advantage of this energy, not just for the actual physical plants, but also what we're doing in the world. And so we, we set our intentions at the beginning of the year at InBulk. We really planted them into the ground and gave them what they needed at Ostara or Spring Equinox. We started to see them, you know, break the surface and come out into the light at Beltane and then really started growing at summer solstice at Arletha. And so now we're at the point where the fruits are producing. And so what you can consider at this time and really honor for yourself is what have you manifested this year? What have you accomplished? What goals have you achieved? What healing have you done? What growth have you experienced in your spiritual work or your magic work? You know, those are things to really be sitting with right now and noticing and becoming aware. So no, you don't have to have tomatoes and cucumbers growing in your garden. You have those in yourself. And so you're growing your soul. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And your, your soul is a plant and it's producing things and you're harvesting those. So it's, it's that time to notice what you are harvesting, notice what's ready to harvest now, what needs to be pruned back. You know, maybe you overplanted, maybe you put way in way too many intentions at the beginning of the year and you're seeing now there's, they're not all going to happen and that's okay. You know, maybe they will next year or maybe they are just not meant for you. So that actually brings up something that I learned today or just a, a reminder. This is a great time for it. In the magazine, I do lessons from the garden. And I was telling Christy today earlier, I could totally do one called lessons from my toddler because today I was dressing him and he was holding my phone. So in goes one hand into his sleeve and then he's trying to put his little hand through the, the last sleeve, but he's holding my gigantic phone. And I said to him, honey, you're going to have to let go what's in your hand in order for you to make room. And I swear everything resonated with Anne. And that <laughs> is the spirit also, the energetic yeah. spirit of Lamas, of how we can apply it to us in modern. What have we been holding on to this year? And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. What have we been holding on to that we really haven't done anything with or it's held us back that we need to let go so it can make room for more abundance? And right. so that's um, that's what I just thought too when you were talking about like the energy of this this yeah. Sabbath and why it's so important. Yeah, we set all those intentions, we set all these goals, and we have good intentions and they're noble and they matter and they hold worth. But now we're at a point of the year of okay, was that something that we need to hold on to? Can we let it go? And maybe pick it up another time because it's not the time, it's not the season for it to grow. Is there something else, you know, let it go to make room? Yeah, because if your energy, even if you're not putting time or actual effort into it, there's still energy leaking to that thing because it's in the back of your mind or it's it's pasted up on the vision board or, you know, in some way you are leaking energy to that project or to that goal or whatever it is. And that's energy that you're not giving to what is succeeding right now, what is growing, what is being prepared to harvest in the next 
few weeks. So yeah, there's that. And then not only that, but I remember I learned this lesson and it was my ex-husband who had learned it from somebody else when we were very young, you know, early twenties. And when you, when six months still feels kind of like forever, but you know, our elders told us that, you know, everything changes in six months. And so whatever is going on right now, it's not going to be like this in six months. And then from a spiritual viewpoint, everything is constantly changing. You're, you're never going to have the exact same moment. Everything is evolving. And so whatever intentions you set at Inbulk six months ago, you are a different person now. Maybe drastically different, maybe just subtly different, but things are different now. And so it's okay to let those things go that you thought were important at the time or you thought were really interesting or that's the path you wanted to go because you've gone down this other way that is so much brighter and I hate how this word gets overused, but in this case, because we're talking about fruits, how much juicier it is, you know, on yeah. this <laughs> other path. And that's something I noticed is I planted some seeds back at in bulk. And one of them was the magazine. One of them was the podcast. You know, there are things that are actually growing. But I also ended up going down a whole different kind of path as far as doing group programs. And I'm leaning more into the divine feminine and the priestess path where, and the shamanic path compared to more of a women's leadership, just more general kind of thing, you know? I And so that has taken me on a whole different way that I could have never imagined. And it's so much more beautiful and amazing than I would have ever expected back in February. And so point is that you change, life changes, you have new experiences, and you follow what you feel in your heart is right. And whatever is blocking that, whatever is blocking your soul compass, those are things to, I'm going to mix metaphors here, those are things to weed out of the garden. You don't need them anymore. So that's what this day is all about. And before, it seems like we could talk on and on about this, but just real quickly before we go into the correspondences for the holiday, the other energies to really sit with are, and they're actually probably the most important, one is honoring the sacrifice, just like Lou honored his foster mother's sacrifice. The wheat, you know, you think of the wheat crops when they are sheared, you've got some that are sacrificed for the seeds so that you have something to plant next year and continue life on in the future. And then the rest of the wheat, when they cut that for the near future to make bread for the winter and everything wheat's used to feed the animals and everything, the plant dies. You know, the whole crop dies. It's not like grass where you take off the top and it'll continue growing. You know, the whole thing dies. And so there's sacrifice there. And you have probably sacrificed a lot in attaining your goals. And some of that is the pruning and some of that is pulling out, you know, making space, but there's also other sacrifices that you might not have wanted to make, you know, like maybe there was a financial or maybe you didn't get to go on that vacation because you wanted to save that money for the home you're, you're looking at or, you know, whatever it is, or you've had to sacrifice time with friends partying so that you can take a class that you want to take that will, you know, help you in your career, help your, you in your personal development. So that's one thing to consider and really honor. Take that time. We, we I'm just going to keep saying that is we've gotten away from just 
pausing and taking the time to notice where we are in the year, where we've been and where we're going, and to really honor each step of the way because our modern times, we just blast through, you know, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, onto the next thing. And in the meantime, we're just really missing out on actual living life because we're not stopping to pay attention to it. And then finally, the the gratitude. And really, if you do nothing else at this time of year or specifically on August 1st or whatever, just take a few moments to sit in gratitude and notice what are you grateful for right now? I love that. Okay. So you want to start us off on the correspondences for Lamas? Okay. Well, for the first thing we'll talk about is the chakras. It is associated with the heart chakra, the solar plexus, the sacral, and the root. So it's those lower ones and uh, that keep us grounded and tied to the earth. So I thought that was really interesting. It, it was, it's about doing and settling into action. And it, yeah, it makes a lot of yeah. sense because that's what we've been doing. Yep. Okay, so some crystals are citrine, golden topaz, smoky quartz, amber, tiger's eye, carnelian, and peridot. And one that I didn't have on the list, but I know is great too, is green aventurine, because that's really good growth energy, and we are in that final spurt of of the growth season. I love that. Um, Next, we have oils that you can use and that have also been associated. There's sandalwood, which is one of my favorite smells. Bergamot, that's another one. Ginger, patchouli, basil, rose, and rosemary. Those are some of my favorite scents. They're very grounding. I wish you could come and smell my garden. My basil has gone to flower. Mm. And that smell is just intoxicating. Bergamot is very invigorating smell. Rosemary is used a lot for protection and purifying. And so great oils, if you have them on hand, or even just to smell some of the herbs as you're cooking and to infuse it in your cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that brings us to herbs, plants, and flowers. So certainly basil and rosemary are excellent herbs to be working with, and ginger too. Um, but also mint, rose hips, garlic, tarragon, those two are very grounding. Calendula, lavender, and sunflowers, and elderflower. Mm, I just saw a thing on TikTok where this guy, massive big things of sunflowers, and all the seeds, they're there. They're beautiful. When I think of this time of year I definitely think of those big tall sunflowers that trace mm. and follow the light and the, the heat of the sun um which it's funny how these all lead into each other food and drinks because I actually saw yeah. this guy grill his sunflower seeds and eat them but things yeah. too that you can have for food and drink obviously wheat corn and bread our favorite things grapes blackberries raspberries beer wine especially since uh, after the god Dionysus because this mm-hmm. is his harvest as well. Um, root beer, ginger ale, and grape juice. So there's some great things that you can use that you can give as offerings that you can eat um, and drink. Yeah. Yeah. So one way to celebrate is to have a harvest feast and using these vegetables that either came right out of your own garden or go to your local farmer's market, support your local farmers, and also get that nice fresh 
yumminess and, you know, make a nice salad with homemade bread and maybe a soup or um, a nice, I think this sounds awesome, is nice yummy homemade bread with cheeses and berries and grapes and, you know, like a charcuterie board, um, whether you use the meat My or not. My mouth is but, watering. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those just sound like beautiful oh llamas feast ideas and, and a way to celebrate. Oh, I was thinking like uh, also to an, another way is if you are going to the farmer's market or you're pulling it out of your garden or even going to the grocery store for things, don't be afraid to Google and find out how you can use the entire vegetable too. Like, I don't know, beets, beet leaves are really great in salads. Um, mm-hmm. The carrot tops, the leafy part of the carrot make a pesto with it like it tastes a lot like parsley it's fragrant and it's delicious it tastes really good and so don't be afraid to find ways to incorporate all of your harvest all of Mm -hmm. the um, fruit and vegetables when you eat them yeah Okay, so another way to celebrate or honor the holiday is to make an altar to it. And so the colors that you might want to use that correspond to Lamas are really those colors of summer, of deep summer, you know, the deep greens of the growth, the deep purples, the golds and the yellows, the oranges, you know, anything that you can think of like being out in nature right now with the abundant growth of the grass and the trees and the bushes and the flowers and then all the vegetables and the sun. And that's why too, like the symbols, symbols are really powerful uh, way of harnessing that energy. So you've got sunflowers, you can add uh, wheat, corn stalk like I have some wheat that I got from a local farm last year that's on my altar you can uh, the spear a corn dolly uh, the cauldron um, harvest tools the waning moon these are all symbols that you can use right and the spear is because the spear of Lou and if anybody listening is a reader of the fever series by Karen Marie moaning that spear oh. is in that series that is Lou's spear that that's one of the artifacts that I think that's the one she carries around and tries not to stab herself with. Um, but I love that. I need to story. read those books. Yeah. Okay. Animals, crow, rooster, salmon, sheep, and deer. That's interesting. And a fun fact, in our ancestors, they used to let a sheep at the end of the harvest, a sheep let, let it go in a field. And the first one to catch that sheep would take it home and it now belonged to them. And so I thought that was, I was like, ooh, that's real interesting. Yeah. Why is it no one letting go of sheep so I can have a sheep in my backyard? But anyway, okay. Deities, <laughs> of course, we talked about the god Lu. We had mm-hmm. Demeter, mm-hmm. Um, the goddess Demeter. Is, uh, is it Ceres? Yeah. Ceres, Which is Ceres, the Roman version of, of Demeter. Of Demeter. And then we have yeah. Sif. And, and that's the so, Norse goddess. And one that's not... One that's not on here, even though she is a goddess of spring, she is with her mother at this time. So she's kind of associated with the harvest, and that is the goddess Persephone. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned earlier, Dionysus for the wine. Yeah, the wine and all that goodness. Okay, so ways that we can celebrate 
Lugnasa or Lamas, whichever you want to call it, is we talked about make an altar. You use those colors, objects, and symbols that correspond to the holiday. Um, you can incorporate candles and items that represent each of the different elements, like feather for air, candle or sage bundle for fire, cauldron or seashell for water, wheat crystal or flower for earth, and then add a pretty clear quartz crystal and a or a bell for the spirit and have that be on your altar or your sacred space. And you can add some of the fruits and flowers and yeah, there's, there's just, I just have this vision. I need to still do my altar of just how beautiful and lush it is. Okay. You can bake bread. That's a fun thing and gather your friends and family and bake it together. And then when it's done, break it together. There's nothing like breaking bread with your loved ones. So there's all kinds of recipes online. Yeah, and, and maybe it's one of those things where if you're gathering friends and family, have them bring their family recipes. So mm. now you can share like a, a bit of your heritage with, with everyone. Another thing, and this is something I'm doing actually tonight and tomorrow, is you can support your local farmers, um, specifically going to like a farmer's market to create your llamas feast while also giving thanks to your local growers. And I'm blessed to live in a place where we have a really thriving, bustling farmer's market. And so I'm excited to go see and also give thanks to the farmers where I got a lot of my plants from. So yeah. 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 Down here, our farmer's markets are kind of opposite seasons because everything's too hot to really grow right now but also all the all the snowbirds are gone for the summer so our our farmers markets go all through the winter (laughs) (laughs) see and that's just awesome you have the best of both worlds yeah uh let's see we already talked about preparing a harvest feast so like we said make it as simple or as in-depth as you want to make it whether you want to use just bread cheese and seasonal vegetables and fruits straight from the garden or farmers market Or maybe make a stew with the seasonal meats and vegetables and accompanied with some homemade bread. We have some beautiful recipes Belinda shared in the July issue of the Moonbeams magazine, including like a summer tomato quiche recipe. And then, of course, like we said, enjoy a glass of wine or beer. Or if you don't do alcohol, root beer, ginger beer, grape juice, those are all options as well. And then finally, just... Another way of offering uh, your gratitude to what you have is you offer it back to the earth, whether it's in your own backyard garden or at your favorite park or place you like to go hike. Show your gratitude to all that Mother Earth has provided by giving her an offering. Take a piece of bread, a drink of water. You can um, song, poem or prayer. Just take that moment to thank her for the abundance in your life and for being a co-creator with her. And so, yeah, I love that idea. And then finally, we invite you to attend our ceremony that we host. And so some of the women with of Starlight and Moonbeams community, we are coming together on Tuesday, August 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And this is on Zoom. Um, so you can come from wherever you are. You can come however you are. Just we invite you to come and just give yourself this time to set aside for yourself to sit with us in this frequency of gratitude and abundance and growth energy and just yeah we hope that you'll join us and those details are on the website which we'll have the links in the show notes so that is it for our episode today 
I I love talking. I love these bonus episodes because it gives us a chance to really focus in on some of the energy that's out and about and how we can take advantage of it, how we can use it and to basically, you know, like as Brad Mondo says, go live your best life. You know, isn't that what it is? And so using the energy that the universe has provided. Yeah, it's bringing that energy in to make your life more magical, bring more magic to right? your life. Yep. So on that note, thank you so much for joining us for this cupper. Please come back next Wednesday because we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magic topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify and Apple, Good Pods and Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Player FM. And then in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram and supposedly TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.